0: by finances, investing, estate and retirement planning, while I went to school so you don't have to. Welcome to Finances and Buying a Ring. Finances and, in conjunction with my company, Capital Coaching helps people achieve their financial goals through tailored, personal, attentive, and financial coaching services. Together, we'll create a successful financial plan by examining your spending and saving habits, then guiding and educating you to personal success. Coaching services include evaluation of your spending plan, building your savings, financing your retirement, examining your insurance needs, and planning for your individual goals. Please contact me at CapitalCoaching.net to make an appointment for a free consultation. I was going to call this episode Engagement Rings, but I started thinking rings are not limited to getting a mate, so being educated on how to choose a stone should be more universal. The most basic stone considerations include cut, clarity, color, and carrot. So what do they mean and how do lab-created stones compare to real stones. A bit of history on diamonds. Its name comes from the Greek word meaning unconquerable. The first diamonds were found in India in the 4th century BC from deposits formed around 9 million years ago. Both coal and diamonds share the most common substance on Earth, carbon. When carbon is subjected to intense heat and pressure inside the Earth's lithosphere, 90 to 240 miles below the surface, diamonds form. Today, less than 20% of diamonds mined are of gem quality. It takes 250 tons of ore to produce a one-carat gem-quality stone. What are you looking for to find quality? The first thing is color. Stones are created in the earth. Every one of them has trace elements. This means that a stone can come in varying shades. For example, rubies, primary color is red, but can be a blackish red to an orange-pink red. Emeralds, typically green, can be blue-green to a yellowish-green. And diamonds come in a huge variety of colors to include every color of the rainbow, as well as gray, brown, black, and white. Colorless diamonds are the most common, but they are not the only choice. The Gemological Institute of America, or GIA, developed a code for labeling colors. This system includes a five-person jury that evaluates every diamond to evaluate and agree on the grade of stone. Colors will range from the letter D to Z, measuring the degree of yellow, brown, or gray in the stone. D through F are rated as colorless stones. D is absolutely colorless, and E is colorless. F is colorless, with only gemalas just being able to detect the color. The prices of these gems are near identical. Near colorless are rated G through J. G is very popular for its price because it has the least amount of color in this class and is a bargain compared to colorless stones. K through M are faintly colored and have a slightly yellowish hue, and the popularity is growing due to hardness, durability, and unique subtle coloring of these stones. There are colored stones as well, and they have their own color scale in the GIA scale. The shape of the stone can hide color, if that's what you'd like. Round, brilliant cuts can minimize color in a stone. The next is cut. This is one of the most important choices when choosing a stone. As I said, cut can emphasize or hide color in a stone. A diamond cutter balances the proportion, symmetry, and polish of the stone, because the better it has been cut, the greater the diamond's ability to reflect and refract light. Basically, it shines. When cut correctly, the light exits the back through the top of the stone. It's recommended that you stick to excellent or ideal cuts because it reflects light so well on your hand. Reflection includes brilliance, dispersion, and scintillation. Brilliance refers to its ability to reflect and radiate white light back from the facets at the bottom and back out the top to be seen. Dispersion is how the diamond takes in white light and refracts it off the back. This creates a fiery color in the stone. Scintillation is the sparkle created from the interplay of the white light and the multicolored light. The cuts themselves are also graded from super ideal to poor on a six-point scale. Superior ideal returns the most light to the eye through the exacting proportions of the cut, but most people cannot distinguish it from ideal, so ideal is quite popular. A diamond that is not as clear in color can fully benefit from an emerald, oval, or pear cut to showcase its underlying color. The third of the four C's is clarity, and that refers to how rare the stone is and how pure they are. The microscopic characteristics of the stone are mapped and rated on a scale from flawless to included. Flawless, internally flawless, very, very slightly included, very slightly included, and slightly included, and included are the ratings. Inclusions are when small crystals get stuck inside the stone when formed. These could appear as a cloud, tiny pinpoints, or graining of white or colored light, cavity minerals contained inside the stone, or feather a tiny fracture inside the stone. Finally, the fourth C, carat, refers to the weight of the gemstone, not the visual size of it. The cut of a round one carat measures about 6.5 millimeters, while the same one carat sapphire cut will be about 6 millimeters. If you're including more than one stone in your ring, you'll look for its TCW or total carat weight when you're looking at the rings. Earrings that come in a pair will state a TCW weight that includes both the earrings in the set. The name carat comes from a carob seed that used to be used to weigh the stones. Carat is one of the biggest factors in determining price, since buying a ring with many stones and lower weights can be less expensive than one larger weight stone. The smaller the stone, you should consider pairing it with pave, halo, or side stones. Of course, getting a certificate from the GIA will guarantee a diamond's quality and protect your investment because there are no good deals in diamonds. There are fair deals based on all four of the four C's. If you want to compromise on a diamond, consider the carat weight versus the quality of the stone. Stones of equal G color, good round cut, and a VSI clarity in one carat will cost 5450 or in a half carat, 1170 So the carat weight does not go up proportionally along with the price. Doing research, it seems that there's no reason to pay for more than a D color or for more than a flawless when an SI1 appears flawless to the naked eye as well. You're going to want to consider where you're buying your ring from. If you're buying a loose stone and designing the setting with an online vendor, you'll pay 30 to 40 and sometimes 50% less than a brick and mortar store. This is because of the overhead costs of actually owning that store. You could buy a stunning stone for $3,000 to $5,000. James Allen and Blue Nile are two online, highly reputable diamond sellers. Another option right now, and it's very popular, is to get lab created diamonds. They've been called synthetic, artificial, cultivated, or cultured diamonds. They are man-made and mirror natural diamonds. It seems that since there is no natural aftermarket for these stones, prices continue to drop. That sounds great, right? I'd say yes. However, if you're hoping to spend money on what will become an heirloom that increases in price, that probably will not happen with these stones. These are created by either high pressure and high temperature, HPHT or chemical vapor disposition, CVD. They take the same tiny piece of diamond used in creating a natural diamond called a diamond seed and place an HTHP seed in 2,700 degrees Fahrenheit and 1.5 million pounds per square inch pressure, or they put it into a mixture of gases for the CVD seed. Either way, the same thing happens. Within a few weeks, a diamond is born. This is not the same as a cubic zirconia, moissanite, or other look-alike stones. If you're worried about them looking different than a natural stone, you can stop. When comparing the two stones, you cannot distinguish them apart. However, natural diamonds have a resale value and the lab-grown ones do not. In fact, if you're considering a lab-grown stone, you may want to start on eBay because you're going to be buying something that will probably decline in value. Another consideration is that these are free from environmental concerns and humanitarian issues like real diamonds have. Lab-created diamonds are equally as hard as natural diamonds and are also based on the four C's when you're making your size choice, your cut, clarity, carat, and color. The cost comes down because of how long it takes to create them. Thanks for listening to Finances and Buying a Ring. I know you chose to listen and I'm grateful. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow or subscribe for free in your podcast provider and then share your favorite episode with a friend. I'd love you to leave a review because it brings financial education to others and helps people find me more easily. Also, be sure and let me know what questions you'd like answered or any topics that you'd like covered by going to the website at financesand.net and leaving a message. You can also contact Capital Coaching for your personal financial needs at capitalcoaching.net finances and does not provide tax or legal advice and nothing in this podcast is to be construed as such always consult a tax accounting or legal professional for advice on your specific situation remember i went to school so you don't have to